The following program is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. The information discussed during this program is not medical advice. Be sure to talk to your medical doctor for information and advice relating to your health. It's time for Health, Hope, and Inspiration with Reverend Percy McRae, Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. I'm Wayne Shepherd. Our topic this week is cancer and faith. Now, we've talked about this many times. We've got a new twist on this today. We do. And again, I'm going to ask you a question, my friend. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Are you ready? I'm ready. Have you ever, Wayne, been required to do unfavorable things at unfavorable times? Oh, yeah. Yes, I have. That's the discussion for today, because when we work with God, there are times that he asks of us to do unfavorable things at unfavorable times. And we're trying to wrap our mind around that. And that's where we run into problems because we're not submitting to what the will of God is for us at that moment. And you'll see exactly what we mean as you stay tuned for today's program about cancer and faith. But it's faith properly understood. That's an important uh, part of this discussion. And put into its proper context. And that's where we want to go for today. My spiritual nugget that will help us a little bit with this, and it is so appropriate, is found in Proverbs, the third chapter, verses 5 and 6. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him And he will make your paths straight. That's going to help us out with today's conversation, Wayne. Indeed it does. All right. Give us the reference again. Again, that's found in Proverbs, the third chapter, verses 5 and 6. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not to your own understanding. And in all your ways, submit to him and he will make your paths straight. Many people have memorized that passage. Yeah, but do we practice it? There you go. That's the question. All right. Well, before we go to the break, let me mention a resource available to you today on integrative cancer. Care. This is a document that can really uh, outline for you some of the therapies available today. And Percy, this is very, uh, very substantial here, what we're offering to listeners. Again, the conversation of integrative medicine is, is a conversation that we've had many times here. And we want to be clear as a disclaimer, integrative support services may consist of naturopathic support, nutritional support, and of course, pastoral care and spiritual support. But these are not substitutes for appropriate clinical care. And if you'd like to learn more about integrative care, please download this free resource online at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Again, our website, healthhopeandinspiration.com. Well, we have more coming up on today's program, so don't go anywhere. Stay right here. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease, evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic medicine, along with pastoral care to help maintain strength and quality of life. Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. 
Visit health, hope, and inspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use leading-edge technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at health, hope, and inspiration.com. Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Care that never quits. At Cancer Treatment Centers of America, spiritual support is provided as desired by the patient. You are listening to Health, Hope, and Inspiration, and we are happy to have you join us today. I'm Wayne Shepherd. Our host is Percy McRae, who has a very special person to introduce to us now. Well, I am so excited to again have back with me on the show today, Pastor Joy Parrott. And of course, we've had her on the show before, and uh, of course, Pastor Joy was a uh, breast cancer patient who is thriving. And I think, uh, obviously, breast cancer still is a very important conversation, and, and, and there's a lot of attention given to it. Welcome back to the show, Pastor Joy. Thank you. Being a spiritual leader in the faith community within your own right, working through uh, the misgivings, misnomers, misunderstandings, if we will, and respectfully so, of the faith community's ideology and response to healthcare crisis. Uh, I want to set this up this way. There was a former patient that I once supported many, many years ago. She was a breast cancer patient, and she had a very uh, advanced breast cancer, and her breast cancer was on the outside of her breast. And I remember her counseling with me, and after she had done a battery of tests and scans and evaluations that confirmed her diagnosis, she said to me in the most sincerest form that she could that she was just going to go home and that she opted not to do any type of clinical treatment and care and that she would just trust God, that she would adjust her diet, uh, that she would do more exercise and that she began this kind of natural approach. And of course, we've talked about all of those things on this show with regard to the concepts of integrative care that we certainly embrace as an organization at the Cancer Treatment Centers of America, but that is now becoming a very popular school of thought within clinical care. There is value to adjusting your diet, uh, reducing your weight, uh, mind-body medicine, uh, exercising that we can do. But at the end of the day, there is no substitute for good medical care that one embraces and utilizes while still being a person of faith. I want to have that discussion today, and I would love for you uh, to share with us some challenges with being a woman of faith, being uh, a spiritual leader in your respective community, and then being a cancer patient. I want to hear from you today about how you were challenged negatively by people who meant well and intended well. And, 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 and let's really open up this discussion for our audience. Joy, help us out with that, Pastor. I had to hear people come to me and well-meaning intended Christians say things that they and obviously have learned through, you know, in their church fellowship or whatever that, you know, if you had enough faith, well, then you would be healed, right. you know, or perhaps you have some sin in your life and this is why you have cancer. And, and of course, you know, I've heard all of those things growing up in the church community also sure. that those things, but I think when it comes down to it, you know, when you go before God and you have you have a clear conscience before him, you've sought him in all these, you know, uh, things, and 
you don't he doesn't put the spotlight on a specific sin and he and you know that your faith in in my particular situation god had given me a word at the very beginning of the cancer journey okay. if if joy if i ask you to dip seven times in the jordan to receive your healing would you do it and you know Obviously, if you just relate to that story, Naaman had to go in during high tide, uh, filthy time of the the Jordan River, mm-hmm. when there were clean waters close by, mm. and he had to go and do dip seven times to, to receive it. And he had a bad attitude; he didn't want to. He says, "Hey, you know, prophet should just be able to wave a wand, and and a miracle should happen." Hello, yes, and, but he was like, "No." I, uh, they, they, people advised him and said, "No, do what you're told to do, and go and and, and receive your healing." Now, of course, I just paraphrased all that and gave you the Joy Parrot version, but (laughs) you can read it in the Bible. There sometimes there is things that God will require of us, and I think more importantly than whether or not we have enough faith or whether importantly whether you feel like there's sin in your life is to directly go to God and ask him how he wants to. To you to position yourself, because bottom line is is that you know Jesus died you know for our sins that we can receive healing through the blood of Jesus Christ, but as we can see, we don't always see that happening around us, and there isn't a formula. As much as I want to confess all day long that I am healed, which is true because I am healed, spiritually I am healed, spiritually I am whole. That happened at the cross, and that happened at the moment I accepted Jesus as my Lord and Savior. So let's unpackage this for a second. There was a lot there. Number one, uh, if I could uh, extrapolate uh, some key principles. Number one, faith without works is dead. That's a biblical principle and concept. I don't care how deep and how much revelation you have. At the end of the day, we understand or we should understand that our spiritual affirmation and, and insight of what God is and what he has done for us requires us theoretically in many cases to do something to activate and allow that to work on our behalf. That's the example of naming, dipping, working through certain certain unfavorable conditions and circumstances. So I want to make sure we, we put, because again, I was, I was just at a, a major spiritual conference and, and, and sharing about some of the work that I do. And I had a quote unquote prophetess who walked up to me and basically said that everyone that she prays for uh, gets healed. And I'm going to sit here and say on this show, it's my show. So I can say it, that that's not true. That is not true that you do not have a 100% batting average. I don't care who you are. And as a result, really, it was her spiritual theological position of basically saying we don't need to have a discussion about other things that we may be required to do, which is what I heard you say, that in line with our faith, God, there may be other things that God is asking us to do that may be required of us. And that's where the fear, the trepidation, and then in some case, misaligned theological perspectives come into play that causes us to say that, well, we're just going to wait on the Lord. But in many cases, cases, I would like to suggest that the Lord actually is waiting on us, Pastor. I think, you know, we get indoctrinated in a lot of ways and and we get stuck in that place. For instance, you know, without faith, it's impossible to please God. So people think that if I had enough faith, I would be healed. I had enough faith. I went to God. I said, what is it you want me to do? How do you want me to position myself? I know that you could heal me instantaneously. Is that what we're going to do here? And that's when I heard that this isn't the way he chose for me to receive my healing. 
I knew that I received my healing. So I did have enough faith. But somehow they interpret that if I just stand on the word and speak the word, mm-hmm. uh, then uh, then it's just going to dissolve itself and it's going to go away. But God was requiring an action from me where your scripture comes in, you know, faith without works is dead. Correct. And so my faith intertwined with the action of what I believe he said, you know, and just implying that I was going to have to dip was going to be uncomfortable right. and inconvenient. Of course. And is it fair to... To say that that really is where the rub is for many of us, we just it's just uncomfortable. It's not a pleasant, it's not the pleasant path that we think or that we have premeditated in our thoughts with regard to being a person of faith. And so, medicine, science, seeing a doctor, going to a hospital, uh, uh, having to expose ourselves to a clinical process, it's just not pleasant. It's just, it's not fun. No one would would sign up and volunteer for that. But yet, that became a very necessary pathway that was in, used in conjunction with your faith and the word that you received from the Lord. Yes, absolutely. It's very distressing, you know, when I hear and I. I do hear many stories of people who want to just stand. I'm just going to stand and I'm going to believe. I'm going to change my diet. I'm going to do these things. And I'm not going to do any kind of um, traditional medical right. procedures. Or, and have I, I've watched people pass from it. Uh-huh. And, and sadly, I think that they could have gotten the help. Um, but, you know, I also know that you can go before God and, and he can instantaneously. But I think it's all a personal journey of what, what is God asking of you to do? Right. And we don't get to dictate that, though. I think it's the other message I want to extrapolate. We don't get to dictate the terms of the journey. Uh, I saw a bumper sticker one time on someone's car that said that Jesus was my co-pilot. And the Spirit of God said to me, if you have that bumper sticker on your car, switch seats. Because at the end of the day, Jesus is nobody's co-pilot. It's his car. If he's not driving, he doesn't go. You know, we need to get in the back seat. But many of us want to drive and tell Jesus where to take us. And so with that, if I can use that analogy, we don't get to necessarily dictate the terms of the journey. Our job is to walk by faith and not necessarily by sight and trust God in every part of our journey. And I think you said it earlier in your first interview that every good and perfect gift comes from God from above medicine and science and health and wellness is a gift of God. Yes, it is a gift of God. And unfortunately, sometimes the gifts are right there and people don't want to take hold of the gift that is given them. They're looking for something else. There's a gal in our church, for instance, who, um, you know, had some problems with a recurrence of her can- breast sure. cancer. So and she had already gone through chemo and all this. And, of course, nobody wants to have to do it on a second time no. around or go and do extreme things like get a mastectomy or, you know, we, we want to do the easy way. Thank all things that you've done, by the way. Yes, yes. I've done them all. Yes. yes. And, you know, I'm grateful that, that I did walk this journey because I can stand in this place now and I can identify with other people who are going through it. And I can say it's not your fault. And I I can say, hey, you know what? You need to go to God first on what you're to do and not listen to the voices around you because well-intended voices are, you know, telling you things that are, you know, just things that maybe they've grown up and believe that that that's the way it is. But, you know, I had to face that. That isn't the way it is. Got it. And Jesus only did what he saw his father doing. And I think, you know, that's the thing. We need to find out what is, what is God saying to do, at the, you know, when we come into these circumstances and situations. Because I do believe he wants to heal us, and I do believe that he'll use medicine to do it. And I'm here, right here having this interview with you to say it's because I walked through it. I'm five years out now. Hallelujah. Yes. Hallelujah. Well, I'm excited 
for your testimony, for your journey, because I've been fighting this battle uh, on the other side of almost in some cases being viewed as, as, as a rebel against the faith, because I talk about science and medicine and health and wellness. And today I thank you for being a living testimony, one who has been there to tell the story of, again, walking by faith, but also using the gifts that God has given to us and that you're here to declare that there's a balanced message. Continue to go forth. Uh, and I'm going to play with your last name a little bit as parrot and continue to to recite and, and continue to recapitulate what you've heard your father say as you go and share the good news of the gospel of health and wellness and spirituality and faith. You're a real testimony. I appreciate you. Well, thank you very much. Thanks for being with us. Oh, you're my pleasure. Indeed. Our thanks to Joy for coming back a second time to join us here on Health, Hope, and Inspiration. We have a free resource available to you on integrative cancer care. This is a very informative resource, and you can find it online at healthhopeandinspiration.com. And we'll talk about it with Percy McRae coming up in just a moment. Stay with us on Health, Hope, and Inspiration. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease, evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic medicine, along with pastoral care to help maintain strength and quality of life. Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use leading-edge technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Care that never quits. As you listen today, remember, no case is typical. You should not expect to experience these same results. Talking about cancer and faith today and faith properly understood, Joy Parrott is very helpful to us. Well, Joy Parrott, and I think it's important for us to clarify, is also a minister of the gospel. She's a cancer patient, but she's also part of the faith community as a spiritual leader. And she is giving us insight from the perspective of understanding the question that we asked earlier today. So I'll restate it. Please. Have you or anyone listening ever been required to do unfavorable things at unfavorable times? Or inconvenient times, right? When we serve God and when we work with God, there may be times that there are things that are required of us to do that simply are not comfortable. Or if we use the term favorable, we don't view them as favorable. That would not have been the option that we would have chosen in terms of a path, but yet has been required 
uh, situations on our job, scenarios with family members, things that God is requiring of us, but it's putting a strain on us. It's causing us to kind of wince at the idea, I have to do that. <laughs> well, Pastor Joy really helped to kind of break down some barriers and to discuss some misnomers that in many cases have been associated with the idea of faith and health and wellness, the balance of when faith kicks in, where does faith get applied? Are we being people of faith when we think about medicine and science and working with clinicians and doctors? Again, being asked to do unfavorable things at unfavorable times. It's not theoretical with Joy. No, she actually did this. It was it was something that she actually stepped through when she talked about the fact that uh, initially when she was diagnosed with her cancer, that she said that the Lord gave her a word and basically asked her, what are you willing to do under these circumstances? And then use the Bible scripture of, are you willing to dip in the Jordan River as Naaman did? And she associated that and practically applied it to the process of the Jordan River in a certain season of the year is dirty and the water's not necessarily clean and you have to do it more than once. She's associating that with being unfavorable circumstances at an unfavorable time versus Lord, just come and heal me. Just yes. take my sickness and disease away. All right. Apply what we've learned here today to that person who's received a cancer diagnosis recently. Well, with that being said, number one, the first principle that Pastor Joy uh, made very clear is that you need to get into your prayer closet and first seek the voice of God before you listen to the voices of external people, family, friends, and loved ones. First, seek that still small voice within and begin to seek direction from the Father. What is it that you're asking of me? What is it that you're requiring of me so that I can get settled and I can get dug in and so that I can then work toward a goal from there? So at the at the point of being given a diagnosis of Wayne, we need to get quiet and get before the Father. I have supported many patients as a chaplain over the years who have originally received the diagnosis who would come to me and ask me, man of God, man of faith, what should I do? And my first immediate response is, have you had a conversation with God yet? Pray without ceasing. That's right. Do not have a conversation with anyone else until you go back and talk to the Father and then get a sense of direction and then a Apply that and move forward with with directives and a, and a direction. All right. Any other advice then for that person who's received this diagnosis as a result of our conversation with Joy today? So once you think that you believe that you've received a, a, a word from God that that anchors you and gives you some sense of stability, then you need, particularly if we're talking about health related issues, is that you must and you should seek some medical attention. You must put yourself in the presence and in the environment of healthcare professionals who you trust and believe have your best interest at heart, who will give you very sound medical advice. And we're not talking about your third cousin removed from, <laughs> from your auntie on the side of your grandfather yeah. who thought about going to medical we're school. We're talking about professional That's health. That's right. Find an appropriate healthcare professional. You need to get the facts. You need to understand what your options are, and you need to be clear about them. And if you are not, then you need to go back a second time or a third time. So get a second opinion. Get a third opinion until you're satisfied that you've covered every base that you need to cover from a medical perspective. And Proverbs 3 says? Proverbs 3, verse number 5 tells us, first and foremost, to trust in the Lord with all of our heart and lean not to our own understanding. Do not add your own interpretation to what you think is going on. But in verse 6, in all of your ways, submit to 
to him and he will make your path straight. The straightness of your path is going to come from the direction of God that you must submit your will and your mind and your beliefs to. And he will ultimately give you the correct path that you should take. Our thanks to our guest today, Pastor Joy Parrott, for joining us on Health, Hope and Inspiration. A reminder that we have a special resource available free on our website on integrative cancer care. You can learn about this by downloading this resource at health, hope, and inspiration.com. Health, hope, and inspiration.com. And Percy will be back next week with more. Guess what? Health, hope, and inspiration. We'll be back. Remember, God doesn't need a navigator. He needs someone who will submit to his will and his purpose. Once again, you'll find us at health, hope, and inspiration.com. Inspiration is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease, evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic medicine, along with pastoral care to help maintain strength and quality of life. Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use leading-edge technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Care that never quits.